0: Welcome to the Ag Future Podcast presented by Alltech. Join us as we explore the future of farming, food and nutrition. Paul Gronawagen, Director of Innovation and Nutrition at Masterfeeds, Inc., an Alltech company. He's joining us for a look into the question, more pigs, more problems. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. What would you identify as the current big disruptor in the swine industry? The big disruptor
1: right now is how do we keep as many pigs alive and allow them to get to market as possible. That's the biggest disruptor. Our genetics companies have done an incredibly good job at allowing us to have very prolific animals that sows can have lots of baby pigs. The key thing is how do we get those pigs to market and how do we make sure that those pigs provide the best
0: eating experience for the consumers eating the pork. What does increased pork production mean for the global industry in 2017? Increased
1: pork production means a greater supply of high quality protein in the form of bacon, ham, sausage, anything you can get from a pig for an ever increasing demand from the consumer's growing population and a more affluent society.
0: Are more piglets per sow sustainable?
1: Absolutely. Uh, When I started in the industry, 30 years ago if you could wean 20 pigs per sow per year you were doing an excellent job you were an industry leader now if we look at countries like Denmark their industry average is in the high thir- or mid mid 30s so you know all of a sudden you're producing 50% 60% more pigs per sow per year than were produced a mere 30 years ago so that is extremely sustainable where the end is we're not quite sure but as of, as of right now, it's a very sustainable and it is an industry survival necessity for producers that they continue to produce more and more pigs per sow per year. What are the consequences of more piglets per litter? Variability. One of the largest challenges we have in animal agriculture today is variability of, of animals within a group. So if you think if you have 16, 17, 18 piglets born in a litter, you're going to have ranges in weight from 500 grams to about 1.5 kilos in weight. The average may be 1.1, 1.2 kilos, but you have some very small pigs. The real challenge becomes not only from a survival perspective of those piglets, how do we allow those piglets to survive and make it to market economically, but as well, we have to be very concerned about how that piglet was raised in utero, making sure that muscle fiber development is accurate and as best as can be to have a good quality eating product when that animal does go to market.
0: How do producers find a balance between quantity and quality?
1: It's a fine balance. And as management and nutrition have continued to improve along with genetics, producers are getting better at learning about ways to increase the number of piglets weaned per sow per year. Always driving for more, obviously, but the key thing is management and housing and sanitation and health of these animals, always improving on those attributes to allow those piglets to survive.
0: Why is weaning
1: such a critical time? Well, what's a critical time because you're going to change the diet of the baby pig from a milk-based diet to a dry feed-based diet. And there are big implications on the the gut of the pig on the gastrointestinal tract. We get villus atrophy. We get different things happening as feed intake drops. And it's a whole social order as well. So you have 12, 12 to 14 piglets on a litter. Everybody knows one another. They get weaned. They get taken to a facility where all of a sudden they could be with 30 or 40 others. They're mixed by size because it helps from a production perspective. So there's a whole new social order that's required. And mom's no longer there. It's it's a fact of life. And they have to learn to eat out of a feeder. They have to learn to drink out of a water bowl. They have to learn to do things differently. And that's why it's such a huge challenge for these pigs. And in some cases, they're trucked a long ways. They get weaned. Some the old-fashioned Pharaoh to finish operation, you would run the piglets down the hallway to the nursery. Now you put them on a truck and you may truck them one or two hours to the barn. And that's a huge stress on those pigs. But from a nutrition management, health and, and welfare perspective, farmers are doing an excellent job to make sure all those pigs survive and do the best they can.
0: What should producers be paying attention to during this critical time?
1: Well, I always say one of the most critical things you need to do is look back one stage of production. So make sure mom's looked after, because everything that you want the piglet to have is going to come through mom in the first three to four weeks of life by be, or before weaning. So making sure the sow nutrition program is fully implemented, making sure technology is there so that the sow can transfer trace elements like selenium to the baby piglet, which they really require around weaning time, making sure that There are technologies in the feed and the sow feed to increase immunoglobulins in the colostrum. And as litter size goes up, we wanna make sure that we produce more colostrum so that all piglets get the same amount of colostrum and get more better quality colostrum. So those are some of the key attributes that we really look at, not only from a weaning perspective, but how the sow is treated. And that starts right in gestation, through farrowing, through all of lactation, just to give that baby pig the absolute best start they can and then start looking after the details once they get to the nursery.
0: What lessons can we learn from human infant formulas for pork feed formulas?
1: That's a great question because pigs have been used as a human infant model for a number of years. I, I worked with a university professor. He spent his whole career use, using baby pigs as a model for human infant formula development. and. Pigs are quite often used as a model for humans. So as we enhance human infant formulas and we look at technologies from different types of structural carbohydrates, DHA, for instance, selenium in diets, etc., we can learn a lot from how human infant formulas are formulated to then apply that to baby pigs so that that diet that they receive from weaning until they're, you know, 12, 14 kilos of body weight, 25 pounds, is de- delivering the nutrients in the most available form, the most bioavailable form, to enhance gut development, to enhance overall performance and
0: survivability of those pigs. You've brought up colostrum. Um, how do we ensure for piglets that they receive an adequate supply? There's a number of
1: on-farm techniques that can be used from split suckling to looking at litter size and how many pigs are born duration of of farrowing time obviously the first pig born is going to have the opportunity to drink more colostrum than the last pig born but there are management techniques to utilize that are utilized to in ensure that all piglets get the same amount of time with mum to get as much colostrum as they can as well there are technologies that can be used in the sow feed to enhance colostrum production. There's been research done that shows, using some all tech technologies, that we can increase colostrum production and also increase immunoglobulin concentration of that colostrum. So our bigger litters are now, we're ensuring that the bigger litters are getting, all the pigs are getting the same amount of colostrum of a higher quality, which then transfers into increased survivability, increased weaning weights, Once a pig gets, pig never gets over a good or a bad start. So the better we can start that piglet with colostrum via mum, we're off to the races. What is lactoferrin and why is it important? Lactoferrin is a protein that's required for uh, iron absorption and, and gut development within the baby pig. So it's one of the proteins that's in milk. And we want to make sure that that protein is also available. And re- new research is showing that, with that that protein is available in the post-weaning diet. It does continue to enhance gastrointestinal function. And when you enhance gastrointestinal function and development, the baby pig will absorb more nutrients of the high-quality feed that you feed to them.
0: What about DHA?
1: And again, as in since... Baby pigs are used as models for humans and vice versa. We know that the baby infant, human infants require DHA. Baby pigs require DHA as well for overall function and development of central nervous system tissues and
0: just overall health and welfare of the animal. We've talked about clostrum, we've talked about lactoferrin, we've talked about DHA. What about nucleotides? Why are they important? Well, nucleotides are the building blocks of
1: DNA. So we know that the the baby animal produces some nucleotides. So they call that de novo synthesis. But we also have to supply nucleotides in these fast-growing intestinal cells. So as the tissue, the intestinal tissue is growing very rapidly in that young animal, if you're not supplying enough nucleotides in the diet... You don't have enough precursors. I call them the bricks to build a house. We don't have enough precursors to build the DNA, to build the tissue, to build a more functional gastrointestinal tract so that the pigs can absorb more nutrients out of the diet that they have. What would you say is the ideal starter diet for piglets? The ideal starter diet is a diet that is extremely high in digestibility, contains functional proteins that contain functional nutrients like nucleotides, inositol, glutamic acid. Glutamic acid is an amino acid. It's the primary energy source of the developing enterocyte. We want to make sure that we drive that gut development as quickly as possible. We're looking at uh, diets with highly palatable ingredients and diets that contain other functional nutrients like Lactoferrin <clears throat> that will drive absorption, drive development of the gastrointestinal tract. An overall diet that improves intake, improves digestibility, and reduces nutritional inadequacies and nutritional disorders like scours, et cetera, in baby
0: pigs. Given everything that you've just discussed, can producers continue to de- decrease production costs without affecting performance?
1: To a point, I believe we can. And as we increase pigs per sow per year, our cost per piglet weaned will go down. You're going to spend more money to have a better sow diet with utilizing specific technologies to produce better colostrum, to give that baby pig a better start. But your overall cost of production per sow or per piglet weaned per sow will go down. And then as we enhance these starter diets post weaning, we are going to improve nutrient absorption, we're going to improve development of the gastrointestinal tract, and it becomes a cycle. As you provide functional nutrients in a diet that drives gut development, that enhanced developed gastrointestinal tract will then digest and absorb more nutrients out of that diet. And subsequently, we know that the faster a pig starts post weaning, the faster they go to market. So that will overall reduce cost of production.
0: Based upon that, wouldn't you say, with the rising billions, the China uh, middle class coming of age, India, uh, other areas of Asia, um, Africa, as they come on they come into the middle class, the demand increases for pork, which is already in many ways taxed. How are we going to meet that demand as time goes along? Uh, you've addressed efficiency. Is there other ways? That we will meet that demand one of the big ways we're going to meet that demand is if you think about it there's
1: approximately 100 million sows globally and if we can save one piglet per sow per year and the sow has even two litters per sow per year we're talking about 200 million more pigs that are available that are already there and they're either dying because of inadequacies in, in nutrition or whatever the case may be. So now we're enhancing nutrition to allow for serv- an increased survivability of piglets. And that 2 million pigs is one step closer to providing high quality protein
0: to the ever growing population. Bringing this home and considering the, all the aspects of the life cycle of a pig, how does this, uh, these changes affect the average consumer's kitchen table?
1: What we're going to have is a very high quality pork that's raised with the utmost of humanity and humane and welfare issues so that we allow for increased productivity of high quality pork at a
0: very affordable rate for our consumers. Are there any other trends, any other um, things that we should be paying attention to in the swine industry? I think the, the big trend we
1: really have to focus on is nutrition and management, and genetics is advancing extremely quickly. And we just have to make sure that nutrition and management keep up with the ever-changing acceleration of genetics. And by utilizing technologies like we've discussed today, that will allow us to provide the nutrients required by these Faster growing, more efficient pigs. Again, to
0: continue to produce
1: that high-quality protein that the consumer demands.
0: Paul Gronewagen, Director of Innovation and Nutrition at Masterfeeds Inc., an Alltech company. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you. To hear other conversations with many of the featured speakers at one the Alltech Ideas Conference, visit ideas.alltech.com.
0: Access is free after signing up thanks for listening to another episode of the AG Future podcast presented by alltech. For show notes and more episodes visit alltech.com forward/agfuture.